Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Good morning. Welcome to our online service this morning. We're glad that you had tuned in to watch today. Join us this Wednesday at 11 a.m. for our drive-in Bible study. Pastor Jim will continue our study in Hebrews. We will have a drive-by luncheon on May the 17th at noon after our live stream service. Donations will be accepted to benefit our DR mission team. Menu includes barbecue, baked beans, chips, a drink, and a dessert. You can place your order at hopeatcrossroads.com. You can still pick up your Crossroads devotional book at the church for $5. All the proceeds are going to the weekday preschool ministry. We'll have a church work day on Saturday, May the 23rd from 8 a.m. to noon to do some outdoor painting, pressure washing, and some cleaning. You can sign up online at hopeatcrossroads.com. Reminder, you can give online at hopeatcrossroads.com or you can bring it by the office. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the service. Hello, everyone. Um, I know everything's been really different for all of us for quite a while now, and I'm particularly ready for us to get back into our church setting so that we can see each other and worship together. I know many of us have probably stressed and um, been a little worried about how things are right now. Last week, Pastor Jack ended his message uh, with quoting from the song that says that God is always working. He's the miracle maker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness, and that he is. And I, I'm here today to share with you a little bit of the evidence that I've seen of God being at work during this COVID-19 virus that we've been dealing with. And one of the first times that I had this feeling that God was at work may seem a little simple, but um, I did feel like God had used this young lady. There's been a lot of construction work going on in our area, and you've probably experienced times when you see someone standing there with a sign that they turn from stop to slow. I've often thought what a trying and and tiring job that must be but on this one day um, Bob came home and he said that this young lady holding this sign not only turned it to slow indicating for him to move on she smiled and waved uh, a very big smile very vicious wave at him and it just made his day I believe that God used that young lady to brighten his day and sometimes it is the small things like that that we see evidence of God at work. Also, just the initiatives that everyone has taken to look out for each other, strangers looking out for each other, uh, asking people, how are you doing? Are you, you holding up okay? Um, in John 13, 34 through 35, it says, A new command I give to you, love one another. I think it's during times like this that we show that love for one another that God has given us and he commands us to do so. And it's very evident that we see that. And then when, you know, non-believers see something like that, um, I, I think they, they have this feeling that there's something unique about knowing Jesus Christ and that there is certainly unique 
uniqueness in knowing Jesus Christ because he does love us and he teaches us to love one another. The expression that you hear, we're in this together. You've heard that on TV, I know, several times. Um, people who have either talk shows or uh, the HGTV that I like to watch so much, uh, talking about people staying at home and that we're in this together. In Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, it says there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We're in this together because God put us in this together and because we are together and because we have his strength to support us, we will get through this together. I love each and every one of you. I hope to see you soon. I hope today I've said something that encourages you. Until I see you again, bye everyone. Thank you, Wanda, for that wonderful testimony. You know, we all have testimonies and we're very proud of our, our young people. We're very proud and excited about our children and their future. But there's one young man I wanted to keep as a guest. And then over the next several weeks, I'm going to try to surprise you with people singing. And um, this week, we have a young man that grew up in our student ministry, our children's ministry. And uh, he is serving at View Church uh, with our son, Tyler. He serves there in the student ministry, playing the music on Wednesday nights and does some during the week at their church. Austin Graham is going to lead us in worship as we sing My Living Hope. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation. I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of peace calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my Lord. Ah!
Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me then came the morning that sealed the promise your buried body began to silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me Jesus yours is the victory and hallelujah is the one who sent me Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain, there's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope, and hallelujah, praise the one who set me free, hallelujah, death has Salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Oh God, you are my living Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you 
Be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile ways of life inherited from your forefathers, but with Precious blood, as a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Good morning, Crossroads family. Loving the music that we're, that we're hearing today and uh, scripture reading. Thank you so much for that. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, we're going to be talking about living hope today, living hope. And while you're turning there or pulling that up on your Bible app there at home or uh, in the car, I know we have some of you that are tuned in right there, uh, right there at church, right here at church. So if you are, just toot your horn for me. All right, very good. Uh, love that uh, drive in church. You can listen right there in the parking lot. Uh, if those of you are at home and you want to come to the church at some point, that's great. 90.7 FM, 90.7 FM. We'll be joining Wednesday. Pastor Jim will continue his study in Hebrews. Wow, learning a lot. He's doing a fantastic job. Wednesday at 11 o'clock, so you can join us then. I also want to mention a couple other dates while you're finding that passage of Scripture in your Bible. First Peter, um, we're going to be having our drive through uh, pick up your drive through meal uh, on May the 17th, Sunday, May the 17th, right after the service fundraiser for missions. We're going to have barbecue and some chips and uh, beans. We'll put all that in a to-go box. And if you want to let us know how many of those you want to pick up, uh, you'll come down on the playground side. We'll make sure we've got your order ready. Pull around the back of the church by the buses. Come back up through the kitchen. I think that's the reverse all the way you're supposed to go, but for that morning, it'll be okay. Uh, and uh, for your donation, you can uh, let us know by calling the church office or by going online and uh, clicking. There's a link on the website. You can sign up or just email one of the staff. We'll add your name to that list. Uh, the day before, which is a Saturday, uh, Heath has inspired us uh, talking about going to the drive-in in Greenwood. We're going to have a drive-in family movie. Uh, same thing there in the church parking lot that we've been doing on Wednesdays and Sundays, tuning into the frequency. We're going to get us a big white screen, and we'll have a family-friendly movie, probably animated, something that the kids will enjoy. So mark your calendar for that. That's coming up, uh, wow, two weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday, that is May the 16th. Uh, we had a great time with the men this morning uh, on our uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, and the ladies had a great time earlier this week uh, with a special guest for the ladies. So we're trying our best to stay connected. And I want to say thank you, uh, church family, for doing your part to enable us to stay connected as well as uh, continuing your giving. Uh, doing fantastic with giving to the work of the Lord through Crossroads. So thank you so much. I hope you picked up your devotional book uh, at the church as well. There's still some available for your gift your donation to the weekday ministry. So let's keep staying connected and going through that. Some of you have mentioned, hey, I want to write a devotion for the next one. Fantastic. Fantastic. Get those turned in and we'll uh, we'll get another devotion book printed. I thought this would be the first of uh, of many. So um, it's great that we can do some, some work like that together and share God's Word together. Uh, speaking of work, we're going to have a work day at the church 
uh, three weeks, I think, from yesterday, May the 23rd, uh, from 8 to noon. If you can help, there's a sign-up sheet also online or email. There's things like uh, trimming bushes, maybe spreading some mulch, we'll see, uh, pressure washing, cleaning, and things like that so that we're ready when it's time to come back uh, for corporate worship the facility will be ready for us. This has been a good time to do some painting and cleaning. So uh, so thank you for your patience. This week, uh, our normal uh, virus schedule. Uh, Tuesday, we'll have our family meeting online. Wednesday night, 11, or Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. driving Bible study with Pastor Jim. Uh, Wednesday night, I know the children and youth are connecting through the week uh, with technology. So please, please make make uh, make note of that uh, so grateful for you first peter first peter if you remember uh, if you were part of our church family back in october september october uh, i believe the message that i preached to our church was about uh having an expectant hope uh i told the story of my grandmother who would uh Uh, clean the dishes after the meal and bring out a clean fork and put down for dessert and she would always say the best is yet to be and i believe that to be true not only when it comes to our relationship with jesus but even this pandemic once it's over the best is yet to be we're going to get to the other side Uh, but i talked about those first few verses of first peter where we where we see first peter in these verses peter talking about uh, how blessed we are because of the mercies of god and this inheritance that we have and that we're protected by the power of God through faith and and uh, uh, because of our faith, which is more precious than gold, it's imperishable. Uh, all these great things because of our living hope. I love that song, our living hope of Jesus. But when we get down to, uh, after you read in those verses, you get down to uh, verse 13 and he gives us some instructions and I believe that if we titled the message uh, this morning, uh, we could give it one of two titles. We could give it the title of uh, what is our, uh, what are the things that we should be doing now that we know this living hope. It could be what are the things that we should be doing now that the coronavirus is upon us. And they would be the same list of things that we would do. And I want to share with you this morning six things that I believe you and I can be doing during this time uh, that's unprecedented, and that maybe a lot of us have some questions. Uh, what can we do? Uh, how should we be living? So let's look at it together. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. I'll stop along the way, as you know that I like to do, and point out these six things. So verse 13 says, Therefore, now you know, anytime I see the word therefore, I often ask, what is therefore, therefore? And it is there because of everything that he said, all the things that I just said a moment ago about how blessed we are. We've got this inheritance in Christ Jesus, this living hope because of uh, the blood of Christ. Uh, Because of all those things, he's saying to us as believers, because of all those things, therefore, here are some things that he is asking us to consider. He says in verse 13, Gird your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he's saying some things there to us. Gird your minds for action and keep sober. That would be the first thing I would suggest that you write down or you remember during these times. What should we be doing? Girding our minds for actions and being sober. 
I know uh, Ronnie has been going through uh, studying about the armor of God and disciple life. And those videos, by the way, are are up on the website. If you missed uh, the class, go to our website and click on events and you'll see his class as well as Greg Walker's been teaching some as well. Vicky's been doing a great job too. Uh, need to get hers up online. But he's been talking about the armor of God. And these same words here where it says, gird your minds for action is the same terminology in Ephesians chapter 6 where we are told by Paul to gird up the loins of our mind, to, to, to take on that armor of God. Um, it's the same kind of connotation there. And so he's saying to us, now that we know everything that we know about Jesus being our living hope, how should we act? Gird our minds for action and be sober. He's talking about being disciplined in our thinking, bringing clarity. And when you're sober, you have clarity. When you're drunk, not so much clarity. And you know, there are a lot of things that you can get drunk off of besides alcohol. Did you know that? Have you ever seen somebody that is drunk off of power? or off of money, or prestige, or accomplishments, or maybe even drunk off of fear, maybe even drunk off of media saturation. There are a lot of things that we can uh, get drunk off of, which is not a good thing. But what Peter's suggesting here is that we gird our minds for action and keep sober, keeping our minds clear and focused and what we're supposed to be about because of the hope of Christ Jesus that we have in that living hope and keeping sober. So that's the first thing that we see there. Let's keep reading. Verse verse 14, he says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. So number two would be, don't be conformed to those former things. This is the same, it's interesting how Peter and Paul's writings here mirror one another. It's the same kind of connotation Paul talked about. Some of you know this, the word conformed, only used in this kind of uh, way. Uh, One other time in the Bible, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's interesting the connection here back to the mind. Even Peter talked about being sober and clear-minded. So we are not to be conformed to the former lust which were ours in our ignorance uh, not being conformed conforming almost like it's it's the the idea of how many of you have had cookies chocolate chip cookies oh loving some chocolate chip cookies i've had uh some chocolate chip cookies over these weeks of quarantine actually lynette made a dozen the other day i won't mention any names but my son is home from college, and the dozen that she baked, I think I managed to snag one. Those chocolate chip cookies. Most of the time, especially at Christmas, if you have snowman uh, cookies, sugar cookies, or Christmas tree, you have that cookie cutter, and when you push it down into the dough, this is what he's talking about, about not being conformed. That cookie cutter conforms the dough inside that cookie cutter to look like the Christmas tree or the snowman. And what Peter's saying, and what Paul tells us as well, is for us not to be conformed by the world, by the world's ways, by our thoughts, incorrect thoughts, by our former way of thinking. 
And church family, I want to thank, thank you because so many of you have said, hey, when we're able to get back together for corporate worship, we want to get back to that, but we don't want to go back to the former ways of thinking, of being unaware of our surroundings, unaware of our neighbors, oblivious to those in need, taking for granted the ability to worship we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't want to go back to those former things, and I don't either. So great encouragement from Peter not to be conformed because he says, but be like the Holy One, verse 15, who called you. Be holy yourselves also in your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And he's quoting a passage in Leviticus telling us to be holy. And that is the third thing that he's telling us to do during these times that we find ourselves. Because of the living hope, while we're in quarantine, be Holy. You know, I got to be honest, that's difficult, even for one of your pastors. Uh, you hear the word holy. Sometimes I act uh, in a holy way and sometimes not so much. If I'm honest, you do too. Sometimes, sometimes not so much. The word holy, though, whether I feel holy or not, the word holy means to be set apart in the way Jesus sees us because of the living hope, because of his blood, because of the sins that have been forgiven of you and I because of Jesus, he sees us, the Bible says, as holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Wow, that's encouraging today. We are to be holy because he is holy. And the reality is we can only be holy because he is holy. And he makes us holy. We get his righteousness when we come to Christ because of that living hope. So that's the third thing that we see here we should be about during this time of virus and during this time of pandemic. But he goes on to say this to us. He says, And if you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. And I love the way he says that. Conduct yourselves in fear. Now you and I would say there's a lot of people that are living out that verse right now, conducting themselves in fear. He's not talking about the kind of fear you and I are seeing. He's not talking about hoarding toilet paper. He's talking about fear or reverence. Conducting ourselves in a in an awestruck way, a reverent way, during the time, and I love how he says this, during the time of your stay upon the earth, he's insinuating this is just a temporary stop. I love when Aaron shared with us before the virus, a few weeks before in uh, worship, she shared that song, Temporary Home. This is our temporary home. Some of us have put roots down thinking we're going to be here forever. This is a temporary home. It's a stopping point. Peter is saying, during the time of your stay upon earth, you're, while you're just kind of staying there, conduct yourselves in fear, in reverent fear and awe of the Lord. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, like you, I'm getting a little stir crazy. Uh, but that still doesn't mean that I can't live in a reverent fear of God. He's in control. He's up to something. There's a lot of things I've learned during this time, and I hope that you've learned during this time as well. I want to encourage you to write those down, by the way, because you'll forget. One of Satan's greatest tactics is to get you and I to forget, especially to forget the things we've learned uh, from God. If we forget those things, then we won't act on those things. And when we don't act on those things, we won't be transformed.
So don't forget, I would encourage you to write them down. So He wants us to be holy. And then He wants us to conduct ourselves in fear. Number four, conducting ourselves in fear during the time of our stay. And then He says this to us in verse 18, "...knowing you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or like gold from your futile way of life, inherited from your fathers, but with the precious blood..." As of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. So he says, no, you weren't redeemed by perishable things, but you were redeemed by the blood of Christ. So number five is know how you were redeemed, not by perishable, but by imperishable, the blood of Christ. I know I am redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the lamb, right? And I hope that you know that. It's easy to forget. Knowing that we are redeemed. Wow. Verse 20 says, For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. And then verse 22, there's a transition. He says, since you have an obedience to the truth, since, almost like therefore, since you've been living in obedience to the truth, purified in your obedience, you were purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren. And here's the last one that he says to us. Sincerely, fervently, my translation says, fervently, love one another from the heart. Fervently love love one another from the heart. Church family, I can say to you, as one of your pastors, I have seen that lived out among our church. Most of us have been connected, and you've done your part to stay connected, and I want to say thank you. Stay connected not only to the church family and shown great love, but also love to your neighbors and to health care workers and to people who need masks and families in our community that need food. And there's a lot more to be done. We're just beginning to scratch the surface. There's a lot more, especially in the coming weeks. There will be much more to be done. Will that be a characteristic of you and I? Will that be a characteristic of Crossroads? I believe it will be, that we fervently will love one another from the heart. From the heart. People can tell if it's from the heart. From the heart or from the hip. And people can tell if it's from the heart or if it's from the hip. And how are we able to do that? He closes this chapter reiterating exactly how he started the chapter. How? Because we've been born not of seed that's perishable, but imperishable. That through the living and abiding word of God, for flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. So I am so excited about this study in 1 Peter. So there's six things there again that he suggests that we do because we know the living hope. Because we live in these times of uh, transition and an unprecedented world, he tells us we've got to gird up our minds and be sober. Have clarity of thought. He tells us, number two, we've got to not be conformed to the former way of thinking. He says, number three, we've got to be holy. We've got to be holy. Number four, we've got to conduct ourselves in this awe, reverent fear. Because our time here is just a 
It's just a temporary stay. Our time during this pandemic is temporary. It's a blip on the radar. It seems like it's been a long, long time. It seems like it's been forever. I'll be honest. For me, it seems like it's been forever. But it's a blip on the radar as far as God is concerned. Because we'll spend eternity with Him. Number five, what does He say for us to do? Wow. Not only to conduct ourselves in fear, but to remember how we were redeemed, to know how we were redeemed by that blood of the Lamb. And then number six, fervently love one another. To fervently love one another. I hope you're doing that today. Maybe you stumbled across this live stream and you live in the Greenville, Simpsonville, Greer, Five Forks area and you're looking for a church home. And uh, If you are, I'm glad you stumbled across our live stream. You're welcome here and welcome to come visit in person when we're able to do that. Maybe you stumbled across the stream and you're somewhere else. Maybe, maybe you're tuned in today and you are looking for that living hope of Jesus. Can I just tell you, there's a link in the comments and there in the post uh, to connect by Zoom as soon as this service is over in just a couple of minutes. And you can click that link and uh, myself or one of our staff, one of our team will be there just to pray with you and encourage you to be able to talk like this instead of just you just listening, to be able to talk back and forth if you want um, and to see each other uh, with this social distancing and to pray for one another. And so if you need someone to talk to today, maybe you're one of our own church family and you're struggling uh, with how to deal with all this and you just want to pray, I would encourage you just to click that link and join us and we would love to pray together. If you are visiting today and, uh, and you'd like to connect with us, there's also a link there that you can click on that says connect card or something like that. Just click on it. It'll take you to a quick form to fill out to let us know that you are visiting with us today because your visit is so very important. Uh, but uh, for wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you. And I trust that you know uh, this living hope of Jesus that we've been talking about today. In the coming weeks, we're going to get to hear from some wonderful Bible teachers and preachers in our in our congregation. Uh, Heath is going to be taking the next chapter. Uh, Greg Walker is going to be sharing as well in a few weeks. And Logan Bennett. Uh, we're gifted to have a lot of people in our church that can share the Word of God. And um, it's it's a privilege to, to have that uh, opportunity uh, for them to share. So let me pray for us as we close our service today. Lord, thank you so much for our church family. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thank you that you are the living hope. Uh, I thank you for what we can learn from First Peter. And as we begin to start this new series studying, God, show us. Teach us, give us your wisdom. If there's anyone here today watching and they just need that personal relationship with you, God, I pray that they would uh, hit that contact button or they would send an email and they would reach out. Uh, if they need somebody to talk to, they would maybe hang around and click that Zoom link and chat with us today. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, watching over us. Thank you for the privilege to worship you today and to look at your word and study together. And we say all that in, uh, in great thanks to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon and enjoy it. Don't forget tonight online we'll have Disciple Life uh, Studies. And I hope you're plugged into one of those if you can. Reach out to a neighbor this week. Uh, make a connection with at least one person this week and find out if they know the living hope of Jesus. All right. Have a great afternoon. We love you. Take care now.